Hey, what's up, everybody? It's a solo man in a garage talking into a microphone by himself, smoking a weed pen. This is what we do in 2021. Welcome to all of you who have the courage and bravery to surrender your ear holes to this mouth hole. Making small mouth noises, occasional slurps from my spin drift here, and occasional sucks from my cannabis pen here. Uh, yeah, what's up? I have uh, not put out an episode in a, in a little while. It's weird. I feel rusty almost. I feel strange not having recorded a podcast in like three weeks. Um, usually I'm recording at least one a week. And then since I was doing the dosedelics, it was two, sometimes three a week. And man, does it feel good to be in the pocket, as they say in uh, sports. I don't even know what sport. Was it football in the pocket? Yeah. In the batter's box. Feels good to be in the batter's box. I think that's from, uh, that's in soccer, they say that. So, yeah, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back with you. I don't even know really who you are. I know some of you. Some of you who I've had the chance of meeting in person, which has been great. Some who we've corresponded through email or Instagram messages or Facebook messages or um, Ravens. But yeah, I, 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 I just, I, there's, I think of a you. There's some kind of a you out there that I'm now talking to. And uh, whoever you are, thanks for listening. Really, thank you. Thank you for choosing to listen to me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, ne- I never intended the show to be that. Well, that's probably a little bit of a lie. But I didn't, th- I didn't think that that's what it would be, is like uh, people tuning in for me. Um, and I, it's, I don't really... W- it's not that I don't want that. I, I do want, I like that. I like that we're able to have a relationship. I like having uh, a relationship with, you know, several thousand people that listen to the show. And I don't know, maybe the few hundred or so that are really, really into this show. And, and being into the show, I guess, means also being into me. And that 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 feels good because it feels like we're connecting that that we're not alone that I'm not alone oftentimes i guess sometimes i i do feel that way i do feel a little isolated i do feel a little alone i do feel maybe unworthy or not good enough i beat myself up a lot and yeah this this will be more of a personal pod It's interesting what we choose to disclose, uh, quote unquote, publicly and what stays private, right? There's there's this differentiation between, well, I would tell my close friends that, or I would tell my coach or my therapist that, but I would not say that to, um, you know, I wouldn't publish something on Facebook or put something on Instagram or if you have a podcast. I wouldn't do a podcast episode about that. But I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't really, nothing is really off the table for me. There's nothing that I'm not willing to disclose or talk about in, um, in a, a quote-unquote public setting. I mean, what, what is that? We're, we're all just human beings anyway. So what, why would I uh, give a hierarchy to certain human beings and, and keep others out. I think that everybody has something to gain from hearing the experiences of other people. And that's one of the reasons why I love to podcast. I love to have interesting conversations with interesting people. I love to say the word interesting multiple times in a sentence because I'm too lazy to think of anything else. <laughs> Which is a big uh, hindrance. And, and I'll, be, I'll be talking about that today. I'll be talking about 
some inner journey work, some revelations, some uh, trips, some insights uh, over the years, some things that have stood out to me in my own growth and in the growth of the show and, and how I relate to the show. <clears throat> I think it's interesting as a creator, you have this joy of creating something. And there is this like secret part of you that really wants other people to love it too. You know, I think of this Ram Dass uh, quote from one of his talks where he just says, about waking up that he just, he just wants to, you know, he's outside bouncing the ball saying, hey, when can Jimmy come out and play? I just want everyone to come out and play. And I, I so relate to that. I, I do. I just, I, I think that anything that, really, that we aspire for other people to achieve is something that we're also striving for ourselves. So that's a, a desire within me. And I think by disclosing and sharing the desire within me um, that maybe you guys and gals, y'all out there can connect with something. Say, fuck, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm going through something like that too. I think there's real, a real value in, in getting through this human experience on a peer-to-peer -peer level without... Um, not without people that don't have skills and, and have attributes and, and training and wisdom and knowledge. Of course, that's, that's a part of it, a, a big part of it. But without a, an established, hierarchical, sort of approved, top-down, um, bureaucratic kind of uh, signaling that you've achieved something. Because it sets a trap to, to a lot of us creators and myself included that it's like, wow, okay, if I just go to that thing, if I can get to that thing somehow, then everything will be good. It's like, we're not, we're not immune, although actually I am immune. I tested positive for the COVID antibodies, so I'm, I'm immune. So that's pretty cool. We're not really going to get much into that too uh, deeply, but, but uh, I'll just say that um, I think we all really need to talk to each other and, and really find a way to see the humanity. You know, find a way to see the, the us's in the them's. Where can I see a part of myself in them? Maybe it's manifesting in a completely different kind of energy, in a different kind of form, in a different modality, context, shape, color, flavor. But it's still a similar energy force, and maybe we can recognize it in others. Maybe that's what scares us. But I... I have been uh, struggling, and, and a lot of the struggles have been uh, in basically in relation to being a creator in the world that tries, that, I, that basically I'm trying to do something that provides some kind of impact. Now, I'm not super like obsessed. Maybe that's a problem. You know, uh, I watched this movie yesterday, 127 Hours with James Franco about Aaron Ralston who got stuck in the Canyonlands uh, slot canyon and boulder fell on his hand. He had to cut his own arm off to survive. It's an amazing story. And, uh, the, you know, the movie was, was good, but I, 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 sometimes James Franco is a little uh, goofy and Danny Boyle, I think that's who directed it, is... Sometimes a little too dramatic, I, I don't know, or, or overdramatic. What's the word? Melodramatic or something. Um, but, uh, but he had so much joy for the thing that he loved to do, that the way that they depicted it in the movies. James Franco's character is just can't wait to get to the Canyonlands, can't wait to go uh, climbing down these, these slot canyons. Like He's videotaping the whole thing. He's excited the whole time. It's like, 
high energy music. He's biking. So, you know, as we're watching it, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm just saying, wow, that's, that's somebody who is really in love with something. And then I immediately thought of this podcast that I've been doing for five years now. I immediately thought of this and I was like, well, I don't really have that kind of zeal for, for my show. I'm not like super psyched like that. And I'm like, man, why? I wonder why. And I... I I'm starting to uncover the, a, a lot of different aspects, really, in, in my own inner healing journey, um, which sometimes I'll, I'll mock a little bit on the show, uh, you know, which rightly so. There's a lot, just like in any area, there's always going to be cheese. There's always going to be, uh, you know, airhead uh, snake oil peddlers and, and charlatans and fakes and frauds. and jokes and just you know all kinds of things but doesn't you know throw the baby out with the bathwater as the expression goes and and but yeah i i i have been on a, a definitely a healing journey since ever since i started this whole psychedelic business back when i was like 26 and yeah i think that the, the reason why I'm doing this solo cast is to do the thing that I've been talking about prior to now, which is communicating the truth of my, my experience and um, in a real and honest way. And back to what I was saying before, I think that, that the, there's a real value in peer-to-peer -peer exchange uh, and peer-to-peer -peer support uh, that, that it, it offers a different element than your perception of somebody who's an authority figure. The, the minute that we have the perception that somebody is some label that we put them as, um, of course our minds start to change and we start to digest. I was joking about this the other day about how Alan Watts could say, you, you could say anything you could put anything that you wanted to put together and, and have the, you know, do like a deep fake with Alan Watts's voice and have him say the thing and, and people will listen to it and go, they'll, they'll give him some kind of, uh, you know, wisdom, like wisdom, wisdom points already. They'll give him some kind of badge, uh, you know, seal of approval because it's from Alan Watts. It's like when Jerry Seinfeld steps out on stage, people just applaud and clap and cheer because it's him. So the value of, of all of us sharing uh, what's going on for us in our lives, I think, is, is more important maybe now than ever. I think that, that really some kind of, uh, of communication needs to occur. Uh, where where it's really real and it's really authentic and I don't know maybe maybe it is going on and and I guess I'm in it so maybe I can't see it because I'm in it but I I definitely do see a lot of good things happening so it's this weird we're in this weird place really right but it's besides the point the point is that communication is always good. And I think that uh, having, having true, truthful communication, having a curious mind and a compassionate heart, um, you, you can't just turn those things on. So you have to go through your own inner journey. And that's, that's what I've been going on because it's been, it's been difficult. It's been difficult to have to look at myself and admit areas where, fuck, I'm being a judgmental fucking prick right now. Holy shit. Oh my God. Am I, am I being a jealous fucking nutcase right now? Wow. I am being like, I'm really, that was really, you know, so I'm in it. Just 
as a creator, you want to put things out there that, that other people like because you want to have, form a connection with other people. But then, so what's happened for me has been that you, I've gotten lost along the way. Uh, that, and, you know, I think that why am I talking about this also? It's because it's just to unravel the, the process and the journey and kind of tell some tales. And it's not so much to, to seek any kind of real support. This is the support, basically just the listening of this, um, which goes back to what I was talking about with the, the sort of authority figures and the hierarchy of, of experts. When we have that perception, it's like, oh, they're going to try and you know, give us a solution, 10 ways that you can not fuck yourself in the morning every day. Uh, do these seven things. Oh, I already said 10. Oh, whatever. That'll, pro- that'll, pro- that'll probably be a book next year. Seven Simple Ways to Do 10 Things by Chuck Driver. <laughs> Chuck Driver. <laughs> good, good, uh, good way to come up with a name on the spot there. See how rusty I am not recording a podcast in a couple weeks? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, so, you know, Alan Watts could just ramble off. Yeah, well, you see, the thing is that you have to know what the thing is. If you didn't know what the thing was, you never. I mean, that's probably, he probably did say that. Well, how could you have peanut butter if you didn't have jelly? You would just have bread. So then, you see, the peanut butter insinuates the jelly. And the jelly is the wiggly and the peanuts are the crunchy, crackly, prickly. And then you have a prickly goo sandwich. See, you see? So then. <laughs> he always does that. So then. You see, it's all, it's all just a game. I mean, you know, I love, uh, why do I love Alan Watts so much? I love Alan Watts so much because he, he just, la- he kind of laughed at it, the whole thing. I think that there has to be some kind of laughing at the whole thing. And really, this is where I find myself a little bit in conflict, or have, I have been in conflict, because the, what, I, what I've been letting get to me is that I've been, tr- like, I've been trying to assert myself as a person of authority, and I'm not. I'm not a person of authority. I have no authority. I'm just simply a peer. And in the, in the process of creating this show and you know, having different people on and things like that, I think that, and I think every creator that's doing anything out there can tell you stories about people they've worked with who have been egotistical and narcissistic and you know, um, mean or crazy or whatever it is. It's this is this is a real thing, and I think that that's what what my aversion to authority, exterior, uh, external authority that I've been sort of railing about for seven years, is a reflection of of the aversion I have to my own inner authority. But the the authority game keeps going because the, I'm I'm just tricking myself, tricking myself into thinking that. You know that I can escape or elude the the power or the the pull the lure uh, from from the only perspective like from solely from the mind, and that's just not the case. And so I've been tricking myself into thinking that I've been being vulnerable, being emotional, being real, and not actually going to the depths of that and sitting with it. But as soon as I'm, I'm dipping my toe into the water, I'm going, oh, cool, I know exactly what that is. That's H2O, that's water, that came from a cumulus cloud. Um, so so I, as soon as I dip into the, the, the first tip of the iceberg there, I'm immediately intellectualizing it and building structures and abstracting it and telling stories. And 
So I never really get to the core and just stay there. And this has sort of been the thing that uh, a lot of people have been trying to teach me my entire life. And how did it come through? Did it come through in a mushroom trip or an ayahuasca trip? Or did it come through in uh, an argument with my girlfriend? Or did it come through in you know, getting hit by a car and having an NDE? No, no it, it, just, it just gradually seeped in. It's, it, it's like uh, all this stuff that I've been absorbing over the years and, and trying to integrate and heal and go with it you know, and, and really sit with a, a, a disciplined spiritual practice in order to feel more whole and complete in my being and that I could really offer what I want to offer and, and, and come from a, a true and loving place. All this stuff had to get cleared within, within me. So everything that I was absorbing has always been like caught up in this sponge of sludge. And slowly over time, you know, it's like um, it's been dripping through this tunnel of sludge and there's like different layers of sludge on every level. And every level, there, you know, there drips more down and drips more down and then one day, like a little bit of Drano comes in and clears a path, and then everything just kind of connects from the past like five, six years of countless amounts of inner work and theogen work and play. And, you know, the play is an important part of it as well. The, the ecstasis, the, the communitas, the catharsis, all of this stuff happening. I'm reading Jamie Wheel's book, Recapture the Rapture. It's, it's pretty great. So it's, it just kind of like, boom, it, it all kind of like dominoes and just comes through. There's, a, there's finally an entry point connecting over the years, like all this stuff. And it's just like, oh, okay, wow. A lot of these experiences, a lot of these realizations, a lot of this work, uh, a lot of my experiences have, have sort of gelled together and allowed me to, to see them in a different light. I've, I've moved the telescope over three degrees, and holy shit, there's a galaxy right there. Okay. So one, one thing that I've really prided myself on has been avoiding going to the deep emotional places. Because... Well, if I could just trick myself in my mind and remain ignorant and, and give off the impression that I'm not like, hey, I'm good, man. But people see right through that shit because I certainly do. I think a lot of it also has to be with, I think a lot of it also has to do with being very selfish as well and self-centered. Uh, I, I, I consider myself to be pretty, pretty giving and pretty generous, uh, although I, I can have a tendency to, uh, I don't really offer too much, but when asked, um, usually like I'm cool. But I'm not really I'm not really going out of my way uh, too much. But I don't know. I mean that that's I, I feel fine with that. I feel I feel content with that. Um, but I think that in relationship to what we want to build in the world and why, you know, these old models of hey, I just want to have a career. I just want to have X amount of followers. I just want to have, you know, X amount of downloads. I just want to make X amount of money. I just, it's all, we're all getting wrapped up in that materialism game. You know, even if you're, if you're a spiritual person, a, you know, a cult person, a psychedelic person, whatever person you decree yourself to be, you you get we're all getting wrapped up in it and one of the things that's been real a real struggle of mine has been you know just 
trying to navigate the territory of really surviving in the world. I mean, plain and simple. I find it to be extremely difficult to meet the demands put upon me just to survive, uh, just to eat or have a roof over my head. Uh, I find it incredibly difficult. I don't have a serious drive. I'm not really like there, there, there is a part of me that wants to achieve something great. But I, I also am unwilling to sort of do some of the things that, that are necessary in order to do that. I, I, I don't know if that's, that's the story that it has been. That's sort of the definition of the struggle. It's like that mode of thinking. So there's, there's something there. And, you know, doing a show and trying to put something out once a week uh, has been difficult because I get into situations where I'm like, fuck, I got to put a podcast out. I don't have anybody booked. What am I going to do? You know, and that, that uh, sometimes you put out a conversation that's just not good. Sometimes I put out a solo cast, maybe like this one, that's shit. It's like, oh, Mike, where are you going with this? It's fucking tanking, buddy. Pull the escape hatch. So really the point that I'm trying to make here is that the, all of us who are, every single person that is trying to live from a heart-centered place, truly from a soul state of being, is still getting, is still participating in the matrix world, the, the old world, the old way, using the old system, a part of that old system, putting some, keeping it alive in some way. And I kind of just feel like saying, fuck that. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like have to fight the system, nor do I want to join the system. I just want the system to leave me the fuck alone and let me live life at my own pace. Like, I think that that's really the issue here is that we're all being asked to conform to a particular pace of living. The, the, the more intensity that you have to bring to surviving, the less time that you have to discover all the other joys of the human experience. So I, I, I don't know. I consider it to be a, a, a tragedy that billions of people all over the globe, if not everybody, pretty much, right? Uh, is forced into some kind of a production that they must then give or provide to some kind of authority figure. See, it's different when you're producing things for yourself because you get to decide the pace in which you operate in. Now, sometimes nature doesn't let you dictate your, your pace. Sometimes you have to play to the pace of nature too. If there's a storm coming, you want to make sure that you're prepared and you have stuff, you know, that, that kind of thing. But there's a certain element of pride that you get in, in being able to real pride and a real freedom to live life on your own terms, at your own pace, at your own discretion, not trying to be anybody, not trying to do anything. And so even as a podcast about psychedelics and consciousness and reality, and even people in this world feel a pressure to pay the bills. Pay the bills. That's the way it is. You have to pay the bills. You got to survive. You got to live. You got to eat. You got to drink water. You want to have some fun. 
So really, it's it's that's my whole sort of I don't know, call it an irrational or idealistic romantic hang up, but that my real issue is I just want to be able to live at my own pace. I'll get food when I need to get food. You know, I I like to hang out. I like to chill. I like to just cruise around. Sit down, smoke for a bit, have laughs, tell stories. What else? What are we doing here? What the fuck are we doing on this planet if we're not getting to know each other deeply, intimately, getting to know ourselves deeply, intimately, which allows us to get us to know others that way and form really familial-like connections with our other, other brothers and sisters, other fellow human beings or other other uh, sentient beings and plant life like really developing a deep relationship with our environment so that's a kind of uh literacy or language that we're going to have to learn more of And so I, I, I'm saying this because I feel I've, I've, I've fallen victim or I've allowed, I've allowed myself to play victim to the, the, the old world game. I think some people are calling this like game A, game B, or, or something like that. Um, you know, the, the, the archaic world, the future. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but it's just the representation of ideology and values and uh, incentive structures. So, you know, so that's really my main gripe is like, look, if we're all trying to live from a place of pure love, pure soul love, um, let's really disengage from a lot of... uh, participating in a lot of the things that keep the the old game going and and really just start to invest i guess in in these new new game things and and as i'm saying this i'm realizing it is happening it's just not happening like <laughs> it's not happening full speed ahead Yeah, after being away, so uh, I haven't put podcasts out in a while. I've been traveling. I did the men's retreat at the end of August, which was phenomenal, um, tremendous experience. Later on, I went to a wedding in Estes Park, beautiful Estes Park near Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado in, in September. It was gorgeous. Just like teeming with wildlife. We saw a black bear, a, a moose, an elk tons of deer. I mean, it's just, it was just so alive, so green. And, um, then, uh, went to Southern Colorado for my birthday with my girlfriend, Jenna. And, uh, that was, that was wonderful. And then after that, had a couple days back and we went to Utah, went to Zion, Bryce, Escalante, uh, Staircase, Grand Staircase. Um, Phenomenal. Utah was phenomenal. So a lot of these uh, experiences that I've been having over the last month have have been, uh, I've been disconnected from my phone, from the internet, from podcasting. uh, Because I've been out, I've been traveling, I've been camping. and I've been hiking and backpacking and exploring, and it's been great. It's been really, truly great. It's, uh, it really um, rejuvenates me and fills me with hope and purpose and meaning and why I'm alive and what it means to be here and, and, and experiencing uh, the diversity of all things in this complex system that is unfolding with every single choice and breath that we take every second of every day, everyone around the world, creating reality, constantly creating reality. 
and reality is being created for us as well. And for everybody. So the the real understand like if we could have this i gotta stop saying if we could have this i kind of sound like a petulant little brat like why can't we have a better reality and people are like well yeah you create your own reality you can have fun within the within the game and i'm kind of just a little sick of it i want i want things to go outside of the game outside of the main game Because that's the, the, the truest expression of our being, is to, to be this, this thing that has never been. To be this like... Just some unique... Just a, something. Some, you make a sound. You're that thing. You know, everybody has the uniquest expressions, the uniquest beings, the uniquest souls. There's, there is no, there's no more unique than you, than me, than everything that we're currently looking at right now. But we live in a world that, 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 that is like, well, you know, you can't have too many unique things because then you can't predict stuff and you can't predict things and you can't control people. If you can't control people, then you can't make money off of their suffering. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I have a tendency to say, hey, look, it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not that bad. Go to, you know, I can go get chocolate-covered almond butter pretzels. Pretty good. The spin drift right here. Pretty good. You know, saw a pretty good movie last night. Listen to some good tunes in the car ride. Got some good food at some restaurants. So I don't know. I mean, you know, like, I think that that we just have the tendency to multiply and diversify and get stranger and weirder and more often and I, that that is what the soul craves and wants and when we're in denial of that then when we suppress that when we restrict that then it's just uh it, it shows up with as conflicts within ourselves so as i'm looking at myself i'm thinking well where have i been constricting myself you know, and, and one of the areas that I've been constricting myself has been allowing myself to, to get, to go full tilt, depressive black hole, radio head, you know, black hole sun. I know it's a different band, Soundgarden. Uh, just fall into the abyss, have everything fall apart. And then that means like I get to smoke cigarettes again and... Uh, I get to, you know, have a couple more drinks and, you know, why not do a whole bunch of more ketamine? Like that's, that'll actually help you. That's good, right? Do, hey, do some whippets while you're at it too. Like while you're on ketamine, that's great. That's fun. It's fun. Do a fucking 11 gram mushroom journey and think that you've extracted some meaning out of that. You, you, you piece of shit. <laughs> you. You trickster, tricking your yourself, talking to me here. So, you know that 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 it's really uh, we're really in in. I believe psychological warfare. You know, suppressing people from really truly expressing the their their the trueness of their being. I think many people don't know the trueness of their being. So here I am, like a, like an asshole, sitting in the middle, just going, "Well, I mean, that if if that if that's what needs to happen, then we're fucked." So I don't know. I'm just gonna sit back and kind of make fun of it and not really try, not really give a shit. I'm back to high school again, where I or, or college, where I just basically my whole entire educational 
experience was me basically just saying, what do I have to do to just not fail? I don't know. And, and, and not even just not fail. I mean, I, I, would, I did pretty decently, actually. Uh, but I would just really gamble with that. I would really gamble with just going into a test blind, not even knowing, like sitting down with my buddy uh, at UB at our like 300 person room, some communication class lecture hall. We like showed up. We hadn't been to class in like six classes. And they're like handing out a test. And I'm like, what's going on? And I like turned to the girl next to me and she's like, oh, it's the midterm. I was like, oh, shit. Wound up doing pretty well. I got an 88. Not bad for, for, for not knowing that there was going to be a test. But unfortunately, you know, life doesn't really work that way or whatever. But, uh, but I think a, a lot of that was my rejection of uh, what I... My rebellion, my protest, like I get to be the sort of this like rebel who always suffers. And it's like, oh, fuck, man, like they're, they're trying to screw me, man. Fuck them. I'm just going to fucking. Who gives a shit? While there's value in that as well, I, I do. I do think that there is some kind of. Really, there is a heroic aspect to the dude in Big Lebowski. He's the fucking dude, man. He just doesn't give a fuck. And he's willing to suffer the consequences of not giving a fuck. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this this has been pretty open uh, podcast. But yeah, I think that there's, there's a lot of fear uh, that has come up for me and um, that, that has really sort of made its way through that sludge tunnel. And it's, it's really this fear of like fully going for it fully going for it. Like I always look at people that are trying really hard and I'm like, well, oh man, that's, that's just like, seems like so dramatic. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I, maybe that's just a, a character. Like maybe I just have that kind of personality where I'd rather just observe cool shit, maybe do, do, do some cool shit. But just kind of like hang back and kick it and, and just have fun and make fun of shit. And, you know, that's, see, that needs to be a profession, though, in our, in our society. You have to have, uh, you have to sort of package yourself as like a brand, you know, with this podcast, right? It's like, fuck, man, I'm not trying to like be Mikeadelic. Like the, the podcast is Mikeadelic. I'm just me. I just want to be me. And, you know, we, we bring cool people on the show. We talk to cool people. We have cool conversations. We have thought-provoking conversations. We have funny conversations. We do, you know, interesting shit. And uh, it's just a hangout, man. It's just a hangout. Like, I, I would... I recently went to a music festival. I forgot to mention that was also a part of my September uh, getaways. So it was the music festival, then Utah. Uh, but I recently went to a music festival called Unison Fest in, in New Mexico. It was fucking awesome. I had never felt so like free and loose and happy at a music festival before. It was just like we camped. There was there were no like people checking shit or like we'll go walking around with flashlights or there's no like gates or lines or like checking wristbands or like any of that shit. People are fucking naked, swinging from uh, uh, zip lines, jumping in the water. DJs just blasting bass on the sand. And, uh, you know, people rock climbing, going off water slides, you know, campfire at night, like at, at the campsite. It was fucking dope. 
It was like the sickest shit. Like this is, I hate the fact that this is like a, a commodified um, and commercialized experience. And that, it, that, 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 that we have that sort of mediation in between. It's like, yeah, we're, we're allowed to, to do that, but that's really, we shouldn't have to like get permission to do that. We should be able to choose to live that way and not have to conform to the pace put upon us by uh, criminals and tyrants and just psychopaths who are suffering a lot themselves and the institutions that they occupy or, or you know, have probably some morphogenetic field of, of, of suffering entrenched within them. And they're, they're very you know, energetic and ideological structures. So, I mean, what would it be like to truly just exist without considering the parameters of general consensus reality, without giving them any weight or credibility or credulity? I don't even know what that word means, but I've heard someone use it before and it sounds really cool. So I'm going to say it. And just bet that it fits. So if we don't give it any of our life force, what would it look like to actually live truly, truly live from a place of pure love? Everything that we do, we do with love. Everything. What would that feel like? I mean, I could hear, well, that's impossible because we can't negate all the other human emotions. It's like, yeah, totally. Those emotions are all welcome, and those emotions are all going to come. They're coming one way or another. But what if they came and met love? You know, I was in my neuroses in India, and, you know, I was looking at Maharaji, and I was saying, Maharaji, Maharaji. Please, <laughs> let me rub your feet. And I was like, Richard, you're. <laughs> I've been, I have been listening to Ram Dass lately. He's great. I, I, love, I absolutely love him. He's tremendous, tremendous teacher. Tremendous teacher because he was willing to take the risk of going from Harvard professor, nice, young, strapping Jewish boy, Harvard professor to coming back from India with a beard, wearing what would seem like dresses at the time and calling himself Ram Das. I mean, he, he talks about it. His, his father would say, Richard, come back to reality. He wanted me to come back to his reality. That's the, that was the only problem. So really, I mean, you know, the what... You, you know, I, I love these, these spiritual teachers, Ram Dass, Alan Watts, Joseph Campbell, Terrence McKenna, Timothy Leary, Alan Watts, I think I said him already, Alan Watts, Robert Anton Wilson, Carl Jung, others, James P. Carse. But the, the, the unfolding of their experience their observations on reality and the nature of consciousness and the nature of human relationships and how we relate to ourselves and the, the voices inside of us and how we talk to them and how we let them unfold. I mean, I, I could only imagine if everybody in the world tomorrow waked up, uh, woke up, <laughs> waked up. Maybe I should start saying waked up just to get away from woke. Everybody in the world tomorrow waked up and was immediately able to recognize all of their emotions and meet them with love. I know it sounds cheesy, it sounds whatever, but that is the, 
the, the power, the magnitude of that, it's worth, it's worth considering. It's worth thinking about that there's, there's so many dreams out there. There's so many possibilities. There's so much diversity and novelty and newness and creation and just expression. And if we're not here, I really think that if we're not here to learn how to love each other, then there's really no point of being here. But then again, maybe there is, right? What, what, what an asshole am I? Like, what, what do I think? I'm, it's the, the chronicles of the young Ramdas. The 21st century Ram. He, Mike Brancatelli, Mike Adelic podcast. The 21st century Ramdas is the New York Times. <laughs> are you kidding me? If someone called me the 21st century Ramdas, are you, are you shitting me? I would, that would go straight to my head. Hey, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, just bringing it up, not in, not relevant at all. People are just talking about like, hey, do you guys want to get like some sushi tonight? Or I'm like, hey, I don't know about you guys, but uh, New York Times said I was the 21st century Ramdas. <laughs> How about that? All right. But yeah, that is the, those kinds of things. Those are dangerous. Those are dangerous. It takes, it takes a really uh, wise, integrated, healthy, honest, um, compassionate, kind heart and soul of a person to be able to handle power. Any power, even if it's just power that your family gives you, even if it's just power that your partner gives you, or power that you pay for that the city gives you and you live in a house alone with your cat or nine of them or 27. and you know, a couple of fish and a dog and a, a bird, but you just, all you do is pay for the light. So it's just, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm high and being high is good for me because it allows me to get introspective, maybe a little rambly, maybe a little tangenty, maybe a little dry, maybe a little, where's this going at times, but I see good things on the horizon, and I think that all of us out there that are wanting to form new kinds of agreements and new kinds of systems and new kinds of games are starting to fuel each other's projects and starting to use the structure, you know, at least one of the structures, say the, the financial one, the, the fiat currency use fiat currency to fuel the kinds of things that we want to build in a peer-to-peer -peer way. And uh, I am seeing that. I am a part of that. Um, and and that, that is what is very uh, exciting. Because we should be celebrating this life. We should be taking it easy. We should be laughing every day. We should be um, really enjoying the freedom of surrendering deeply into the human experience as it unfolds in relation to everything else around us without any worry or anxiety or pressure. And, uh, and I believe that uh, that is really the, the true nature of, of what we are. I mean, we could be lots of other things. We can, we can conform to lots of other things. But uh, I don't know. I have felt a, a particular way. And when I have felt the, the particular way of feeling completely, totally present, completely and totally present, Not having to meet any demands, not have to do anything for anybody else, but just be there and react, respond, um, 
show up, emit a presence to be to say, "Hey, like I'm, I'm listening and I'm, I'm, I'm looking." And if there's something that seems like I can sort of jump in here with, then then I will. If not, I'm just gonna kind of flow and check it out. And I've just felt very present and very um, connected to being alive, being alive and being in a human body and participating in in the things that make me feel the most alive. Dancing at a music festival, doing a a ton of LSD. creating things, having cool conversations, jumping on trampolines, swimming, laughing, telling stories with friends, like just having having a good time. Having a good a, a good old time. And uh I just I yeah, I think we could be doing more of that and I and I want to be doing more of that and I have been, you know, really letting myself uh, get caught up in the narrative and getting stuck in the narrative that, uh, that we're just like kind of helpless victims. No matter what we do. And uh, that is, you know, giving into that despair a lot. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. All right, well, I don't know. That's about, that's about all I got for this solo cast. Uh, I've had some, some good insights. I've, I've had some good openings. And uh, I'm working on just trying to be a better person. Uh, I'm trying to be less judgmental, less critical, less critical of myself, um, have more respect for my body, my, my mind, like what I, what I consume, both what I watch, what I eat, what I listen to. Sometimes there's a tendency in some of my psychedelic experiences, there's been a tendency for me to reach some uh, great exalted height and have some awakened, enlightened epiphany uh, during this profound, you know, trip where I'm in the Akashic field where there's like a server farm of infinite secret language symbols and just going on for infinity up and down, left and right. And like, you know, these, these beings like showing me how to program and then, and then coming out of that and going, Oh yeah, I fucking, I get the whole thing. All right, cool. I don't need to play by any of the rules. <laughs> like I could just totally, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, and, and just allowing the mind to sort of trick the body because we're in a body for a fucking reason. If we if we didn't have if we didn't have a body, we would just be minds floating around, and then we could only we could only live in the abstract in the in in the mind. We can only live in the dream world, but we have these hairy meat sacks. <laughs> I was switching what I was saying. I was like hairy meat sacks. I bet that's I bet that's like a website hairymeatsacks.com. Um. Yeah, hairy meat suits, meat sacks, whatever you want to call them, are these fucking meat things with, like, bone, which is, what, kind of like a soft rock tree type thing? And what, what do we have these things for, if not to feel? And we get so cut off, and I'm speaking for myself, of course, of course, right? This is, I say we, but I'm, I'm, I'm really saying I here, because... That's what I've been going through has been not, you know, not, le- not completely ditching the body to live in the, the other dimensions, the other planes of existence, and, uh, and then ditching the body and then coming back to the body like somebody had a, a party while I was gone and left the place a fucking mess and it like reeks of beer and you know, there's people passed out and puke everywhere. I'm just like, fuck man. Like I, I leave, I leave this body for, for five minutes and I come back and it's a pigsty in here. 
but that's that's really what happens is I'm 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 escaping too much into to other dimensions, other planes, other realms of existence, uh, and totally disregarding the the physical. In Jamie Wheel's book, Recapture the Rapture, he talks about how we have more dopamine released when we're in crowds. We feel better when we're around other people. He also said that when it's too many people that then we can lack empathy because it's just overwhelming but when you're around large groups of people you feel good you feel it feels good to be with other people with other human beings to feel their skin to smell their breath to smell their their scent their body odor their whatever it is just feel their presence how do they walk? How, how do they look? How do they talk? How do they, what are the nonverbal things they're doing with their body? Like, it's important to be with each other. I think it's the healthiest thing that we could do is to be with each other, to listen to each other, to try and learn from each other. So maybe that's a, a shift in where things are going. I, I feel there's a part of me that's like, ugh, this is like, so you're so lame and this is so cheesy and so heavy. And then there's another part of me that's like, ah, I had a couple good jokes in there, you know? And then there's another part of me that's like, am I really going to release this? And then there's another part of me that's saying, just fucking release it. You're high and you're talking. People want to tune in, they'll listen. If not, they don't have to listen. Who gives a shit? So that, there we go. Just a dude sharing his life and, uh, you know, I think everybody should real realistically, I mean, we should just hold these these things where everybody can participate and just have like twenty people and uh we just like riff and jam about the nature of consciousness and reality and our experiences and not getting caught up in the in the um astonishments of the of a, of the the fantastical phantasmagorical trips that we've all had but but really trying to feel into our bodies really i mean i can't i can't stress enough how how much like the importance of somatic healing is it's really been everything for me it's really connecting me back to uh a person that can listen that can learn that doesn't think that that he knows better or that he's right or why don't other people get it and you know this this kind of thing it's the truly being present with what is and really humbling uh yourself humbling myself to uh to learning and uh not thinking that uh that I know better uh, but really humbling myself to surrender to the flow of the journey, of the experience, of the unfolding. There's an there's a Im- impatient part of me. There's, there's this impatient part that's like, I want it fucking now. I should have had it 10 years ago. So, you know, it, it's just, uh, that is what it is. And, and part of revealing this stuff also is, Tricky too, because you don't want to get caught up and stuck in, oh, now I'm just somebody that really reveals all this hardcore shit or whatever. And it's like, no, like this is, this is a clearing. And the next time we talk, it'll be different. It'll be about something completely different. But there's always going to be an unraveling that, that, that goes on. And, um, you know, I, I've heard Aubrey Marcus, I think, talk about the battling the ego and the, you know, sl- slaying the dragon and Jordan Peterson talks about it. And, you know, there is an element to that. And I, I don't know, I, I kind of look at it more not as like battling or fighting against, but really learning the language of and, and, and trying to connect with, the, with, with something so far and unknown, scary and strange on an emotional level, um, which is, in effect, its own 
version of that, right? So there's no right or wrong because sometimes you do you are doing battle, but but yeah, there's there's been this reluctance to also accept the fact that oh, there's got to be there's got to be some kind of uh, thing happening here, like something's got to happen. And my personal like attitude has been why does anything why does why does anything have to happen? What do you mean? Happen? Let's just like do a bunch of drugs and listen to like awesome music. What what else do we have to do? Just like laugh and make fun of people and ourselves and have a good time and cook dope food. I mean, we can we can we can do that and then you know make make uh, cool clothes. That could happen. Now, now I just start like talking about like yeah, and then have like delivery drones for people that want to. <laughs> it always, it always starts off there, and then it goes there. So that's another part of this whole thing is like knowing that to be true. It's like what the fuck am I doing then? The fuck am I? What am I thinking? I'll tell you what I was thinking for a while. What I was thinking was that this podcast was gonna like save the world or some shit. That like that, that somehow that my voice was going to reach the masses and there would be a great awakening and everyone would see and we would all be... Da, 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 da. Really, seriously. But I think that uh, that's the sort of childlike part of me uh, that, that just is fighting against and that is like, trying to get to something to prove something and that's uh i feel that changing now you know i i do and it feels really good feels really good to like really truly appreciate other people not i'm not saying that like i have it's it's just but to really try and sink into that more often and really be there and uh and be present and and really it really changes things, you know, because it, you get out of, I think that when you're really, for me, being such a, a psychonaut, I guess, and I never use that word, but I guess that's kind of what I do. Um, you could really get lost in a couple different things. And, and one of them is really this sort of like nihilistic, who gives a shit? It's all game, doesn't matter anyway. Um, so why play it, you know, just fucking chill and don't even really give it anything. And then there's another part that's like, well, I mean, we could, you know, we could create all kinds of things. And then it's like, yeah, but then we have to do that work. So, right. Here I go rambling again. Let's just leave it here. Here I go rambling off again. Well. I uh, I did like that story. I didn't like seeing Donnie go, but then again, I have another sarsaparilla. The dude abides. I'm out. Thanks for listening to me, and till next time, peace.